Welcome to Season 2 at A Writer in Italy. I am Michelle Johnston, the host and dreamer behind this podcast. In 2019, I decided to share a book and memoir about my experience of visiting Italy to revel in the food, the art, the beauty, to rewire and recharge after many years of parenting and life in general. I live in Australia, yet have long had an attraction to the Mediterranean countries for as long as I can remember. The colours, the food, the lifestyle, the art and the landscape have fueled my creative life for many years now. Last year, I decided to just surrender to it and embrace the place it has in my heart and that is why I am here today sharing this with you. Thank you for joining me. You can find all show notes at michellejohnston.net and follow me on Instagram at a writer in Italy and at the yellow house underscore. Please share, subscribe and rate this podcast if you enjoy it. You can donate to the podcast journey at michellejohnston.net if you feel called to contribute to this creative adventure. If you are new to the podcast, season one is the bookshare in the shadow of a cypress an Italian adventure, and many other meanderings in the world of books, cooking, art, and lifestyle. Indeed, the lure of Italy as the ultimate muse. Welcome to episode 13 and one writer's journey on the beauty of writing and reading memoir and a homage to Bellitalia. Firstly, so much is happening right now with the impact of the coronavirus outbreak on many people's lives, certain countries and international travel in general. I am here holding space for Italy and everywhere for that matter. It is of course a really tricky time and this virus is very real and not likely going away anytime real soon as I share this. On a personal note, we arrived in Milan exactly a year ago for our kids' first trip abroad, so I feel heartbroken for the travellers who may or may not get to go. Obviously, check government websites, be mindful and plan accordingly. In the meantime, send love to Italy and everywhere else for that matter. A thousand prayers on a global level as we deal with this drama. We are all in this together. Post-production, a week later, Things have changed really fast. So maybe it is a good time to get writing. Take advantage of the indoors time. Now, on to this share. There is indeed a lot to share for this particular podcast. I have been contemplating the subject of writing a memoir since a few months back when I decided that topic would be the next podcast and I believe I mentioned that on air. In the meantime, here in Australia, not far away from where I live, Fires, loss of life, smoke from fires problems, school holidays, roads to the coast shut for nearly a month, fear and worry in loss of animals, lives and much loved homes. Sometime after this, the drought broke locally and now it is raining again and our spirits have been resurrected. For some people out of towns on farms, they were running out of water to drink and dams were completely dried up. I admit I am fortunate to rely on town water from our local council and have a few tanks for the garden so that helps with the worry. Water restrictions are in place of course 
and the tomatoes never really got going over the summer until very recently with all of the smoke haze and the up and down weather cycles. Strange times were with us over the Australian summer. A lot has been on our minds to say the least and that is not about to change very soon. School eventually went back and things have slowly gotten back to normal for most of us fortunate ones. Always after school holidays, it takes me a while to get the creative juices flowing. And then I decided to start a new project I will share more about in the following podcasts. Although I will mention in case you are interested, I have been thinking about cooking from a cookbook and blogging and writing about it for about a year now. As a little project and a lesson in cookery. I guess in truth, Julie and Julia style like the book and film by Nora Ephron, one of my writing heroes. In the end, I decided to make the book Bread is Gold, Extraordinary Meals with Ordinary Ingredients by Massimo Bittura and Friends the One. If you are interested in knowing more about this, visit michellejohnston.net and read my blog, Cooking with Massimo and Friends. But the short story of this is that this book is one of the most important books of our times. All proceeds and royalties from the sales of Bread is Gold go to the foundation Food for Soul, a non-profit organisation that Batura and his life and business partner, Lara Gilmore, founded. I share this story on my blog and will go into more detail in future podcasts coming in the next few weeks. However, the book is about a lot of things. It's about the epidemic of food waste, sustainable living and social responsibility. Batura and Gilmore's restaurant, Osteria Francescana, in Modena, Italy, moves the restaurant's food waste to a soup kitchen not far away where people in need are supported by the community around them and fed a nourishing meal. Check out foodforsoul.it on Instagram and Facebook and please watch the Netflix documentary, Theatre of Life, in the meantime, if you haven't already seen it. And buy the book and support them. Not only is it a great read, but you get to learn from many chefs around the world on-the-go recipes that are delicious and practical and show you ways to make the most of ordinary ingredients, hence the subtitle. It's a beautiful publication and approximately 400 pages by Faden Press. So join me on the food journey and support Food for Soul. They are doing some amazing work, not only in Italy, but around the world. And now to my long overdue episode on the writer's journey. All show notes are at michellejohnston.net you can follow me on Instagram at a writer in Italy and at the yellow house underscore. Also, this particular episode is good for people who need some inspiration to write in general or to write your own memoir and share your story. I once heard Seth Godin say, if you can speak out loud, then you can write. Since it is just words following words turning into sentences after all. Why is it we think writing is so hard or tricky? My own writing journey began about 30 years ago when I was given a diary to write in for my 11th birthday. Over the years, writing in my journal gave me solace and peace. Often it was an act of bravery, helping me understand my own inner life and my place in the world. Still, I write journals pretty much for the same reason when I need to. I have always loved reading about writing and thinking about it for that matter. Sitting in a cafe with a journal and a black felt-tip pen and perhaps a book to read is one of my favourite me-time things to do. 
Over the years, I have discovered some great tools and techniques, that is for sure, but none more useful than just writing in a journal as a daily practice. For some reason, this simple act can be the perfect foundation for more words and more ideas to follow. I have written two memoirs in the last 15 years. My first one, Woman on the Verge, The Subject is Herself, a creative art journal, and the second one, In the Shadow of a Cypress, an Italian adventure. Always I am attracted to women writing about their lives and examining the world around them. I find the relationship to ourselves a most interesting subject and full of possibilities. I think underneath my love of women writers who write a memoir biographical style of book is the sense of feeling less alone in the world. There is a nourishment of spirit and a feeling of belonging that I take. That it wasn't just me feeling that way, I guess. I love what Martha Beck said on the Beautiful Writers podcast, that writing helped her tolerate her life. When I was about 20, hanging out at the mall, a true book lover even back then, I found myself at a table of discounted books. The book Wild Mind, Living the Writer's Life by Natalie Goldberg was there for $2. It was like the discovery of gold for me, a book on writing and the personal experience of the author a book that gave me permission to just do what I love and write. I fell in love immediately. This cemented it for me. I made time every day before work. I would catch the early train and sit in a cafe, have a cappuccino and write whatever came to mind and whatever I noticed around me. I had quite a boring job at the time and was studying on the side, so this little detour on the way to work made my day an enchanted one. I had already discovered the book The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron in my early 20s. I was trying to work out my direction in life as life was tricky in many ways. I loved writing the infamous morning pages. Of course, I was a convert. I knew getting up 20 minutes earlier worked magic for me. It still does. I don't start my day without half an hour, usually an espresso coffee and a pot of herbal tea after, and I read or write something. I don't care what else is happening around me. I kiss a child before she jumps on the bus. I make a protein smoothie for another one, but I sit down until I have had my morning table time. In other words, I make time. Mornings are always better for me and this little act of kindness supercharges my day. Whatever else happens is manageable. I hang out the clothes, I walk to school, I go to work, etc. There are a few secrets and tricks to writing if you need to know or if you haven't discovered them yet. One, reading and listening to great books is definitely near the top of the list. The author Stephen King said it best in his book and memoir on writing. These days, there is no reason you cannot get book time on your commute, in the car, walking and exercising, while cooking a dinner. There are endless ways to listen to books that don't involve laying down on the lounge. I have been a member of Audible on and off for many years and listen to books endlessly. So this is an easy option on your way to writing. It is important to understand a writer's voice and how they construct the page. There is much to learn and absorb by reading great writers. Go back to Hemingway or Virginia Woolf or whoever you love. Collaborate with your writing mentors on the page. Two, pay attention. A writer always takes notice of everything going on around them. The colours the people are wearing, or were wearing, the flowers on the table, 
The words, the season, the food they were serving, all of it is fodder for the page. Details, in other words. One must pay attention to all details and learn how to write or type fast. My years of writing diaries has been great for that. The only problem now is that my writing is only legible to me. It is a mess, but I can read fast and I can write fast if I need to. This makes a huge difference when needing to get some details down. The art of memoir, in my opinion, is about deep listening and deep watching. One must take notice of everything. The truth is you have to observe it all and take notes. You must be diligent because you will forget. What people say verbally and what people say with their body language are important factors to convey character and personality. A place too is a character in a story. Learn about the place, knowledge and experience helps to write about the world around you. Three, emotional charge. Anytime we write about something that's deeply personal, there is a lot of energy around these stories. Tell the truth, tell the truth, tell the truth. Natalie Goldberg always said, go for the jugular. And another great writer and storyteller, Anne Lamott, said, shitty first drafts were key. If you can trust all of this, you are on your way. Four, no more excuses. Time is the least of your problems. We all have time, funny enough. We get more of it a minute later, an hour later, even the next day. Understanding our resistance to utilising our time is important on the writer's journey. Having a mindset of time scarcity has to be reckoned with in any creative project or writer's life. This is an example for me. It's easy for me to go and clean the kitchen. I make the time to create a happy workspace for when I return and make the next meal. And then why can I not choose to allocate 15 minutes or 30 minutes the way I do to a domestic chore or watching the time-sapping television. In other words, we have to trick ourselves to turn up at the page. It can be done. You just have to put aside the time. The author, Glennon Doyle Milton, would get up at 4.30 in the morning and write for an hour every day in the middle of the breakdown of her marriage. My guess is the writing and the books she wrote were likely the lifeline that held her together as she moved forward in her life. My own book, Woman on the Verge, was my life raft while I navigated motherhood, creativity and moving to another city. Making art pages and writing was my hour of play and living creatively. At the time when my girls would have their daily nap, I did not do any chores around the house. I made my book. I wrote, I read books that inspired me and I gave myself permission to make the pages. When I went out walking with Babe in the Pram, I dreamt up new ideas and new pages. It was such a beautiful time for me a time when my inner life was on fire, in a good way. Five, take your time. There is no rush. Let it evolve. After many years of dabbling in writing and publishing my own work, the best thing you can do is just to allow it to change and grow. Come back to it a month later, a year later. Write the shitty first draft and the ninth and edit it some more. You will change, the writing will change. What matters at first often doesn't matter later. Delete and continue. Allow time to be the superpower in your writing. Don't worry about publishing, editors, the future readers. Just write it down. Get the words on the page. Don't let resistance stand in the way. And before I forget, you don't need to write for money. 
thinking that success on that level or getting published is not the ivory tower. It is just something that might happen along the way. It is the doing of the writing, the turning up at the page, the cultivating of space and time for yourself that energizes your life. If money comes from it, great. But if it doesn't, find other ways to make a dollar. Sometimes having money involved can cause the inner critic to lose the plot anyway. I love and can fully testify to the fact that the psychological reward of the creativity is the gift over the monetary reward. Money is nice, don't get me wrong, and I love money. It's just that it is not the road to fulfillment. The great maxim of when this happens in our life can never be tamed nor fulfilled. Us human beings are so creative, we think up new ways immediately and set up new challenges. The second one is completed, barely acknowledging how far we have traveled on the road already. Read the book Turning Pro by Stephen Pressfield for more about doubt and resistance. He made the point about the psychological reward over money, and I couldn't concur more. The other thing is that can help when you are writing is walking and meditating. Having a walking or exercise practice helps keep you grounded and moving in a good direction. Oxygen and fresh air helps too. A spiritual practice keeps the drama at bay and is just an exercise in procrastination anyway. Ask yourself, what gets in the way of your writing? Eliminate a few distractions or hire a babysitter for an hour. Just make it happen. So there you are, just you and your ideas. Let them hum in your life and on the page. Take notes on your phone in your lunch break. Do whatever it takes to get words on the page whether you are interested in memoir or writing fiction for that matter. I love memoir because I love the ordinary details of daily life. Like when Virginia Woolf wrote Mrs. Dalloway and shared a day in the life of a woman and a passage of time. Taking myself to Italy a bunch of years ago was such a balm for my spirit. It gave me license to live the life I wanted to live. I gave myself permission to get right out of my own way and write as much as I could outside of the experience of traveling by myself. There was so much to capture and translate into words, but you can do this anywhere really. Not that you have to leave your country. It is possible to go to the next suburb and experience a rare moment. At the time, I was in a holding pattern, needing to get out of my comfort zone and routines. I had been spending a fair amount of time at home in motherland. Years and years had passed. I needed to do something and see something beautiful and awe-inspiring, and I got it in bucket loads on that journey. It was either that or therapy. I trusted myself, and that is a thing I take from that experience. And lastly, it continued to give me energy and happiness for the months and the years that followed. I lived it again and again on the page, and even reading it out loud on the podcast. So much joy for the taking. I want to read an excerpt from Natalie Goldberg's Old Friend from Far Away, the book, The Practice of Writing Memoir. This excerpt is from page 265. Quote, It's a holy thing to be a writer. It is why you want to write your memoir, to remember all of it, the good and the bad, to trust your experience, to have a confidence that your moments and the moments of others on this earth mattered, not to be forgotten, wiped out with the new decree, the better plan. It is a great thing you are doing. Whatever it is, you are remembering. You are saying that life and its passing have true value. End of quote. I love Natalie Goldberg's books.
After I bought Wild Mind, I went on to buy many, many of her books over the following years, particularly the book Writing Down the Bones, which is a perennial favourite for many, many writers and authors. It's well known around the world. And she gives writing retreats as well, and I've never been to one, but I think making the time for your writing, going on a retreat, taking three days away by yourself and putting pen to page is one of the biggest gifts you can give yourself if you are that way inclined. I have spent the last 30 years thinking about creativity, navigating creativity and studying creativity. I have loved every minute of the introspection, the play, the creative acts, the study, the wandering around and around in circles, finding my way via books, art, and everything else in between. It's been so much fun. I will leave a great list of books and audiobooks for learning more and getting the creative juices flowing. Although maybe all you need to do is get to it, because at the end of the day, the secret to writing is indeed writing. And lastly, I'm going to read a poem from my own book, Woman on the Verge, The Subject is Herself, from the end of the book's journey. And a small detail about this book. It is a visual diary of sorts, so keep that in mind. But this is pasted in the back. I'll just find the page. It might take me a second since I'm not really that organised. Okay. This piece of poetry is called no side effects. There are no lessons to create, no side effects from safety. I am nonplussed, not as isolated. I used to wander the mall, searching, perhaps some instant gratification. Others attained degrees in literature. I know what I want now. Long grey cardigan, belted, red ballet shoes, a cashmere scarf. Otherwise, I don't bother. I run to the Pegasus sign now. I do handstands on the grass when I need to. Wake up. I dance if I want to. I'd rather be shaken, not stirred. And there we are. Just living the writer's life. Thank you for joining me today. And thank you for sharing the podcast, for giving me a wonderful review when you feel like it. And I will see you soon with... The next two podcasts, I'm not sure which is coming first because I haven't decided, will be the one on Calabria and also the one on Bread is Gold. So yes, I will be busy procrastinating cooking in the meantime before the podcast goes up and having a lot of fun learning how to cook from Batura and friends, which, you know, I'm on my way. I've started. My sourdough is currently rising. Well, I hope it is anyway. It's uh, it's harder than you think, this sourdough business. It's, it's a commitment. Anyway, there'll be a lot of things to share, I'm sure. I'm always thinking about Italy as the muse. I don't know why it's there. Tapping me on the shoulder, but it is. And I'm really looking forward to sharing the Calabria episode. This is a very special episode from a very special friend of mine. Oh, yes. And a little post-production note after listening to the podcast a few times myself. Uh, Thank you, Richard, for making me the beautiful music that I always play. I appreciate it more than ever.
and also a note on the Virginia Woolf book, Mrs. Dalloway. This is not a memoir. This is a book of fiction. I know that. I just happen to be thinking and talking at the same time about the fact that it's a day in the life of a woman who was having a party. And I really love those ordinary details. So salute to the ordinary details of our lives. Live them and breathe them. Enjoy them. It's always the simple pleasures at the end of the day. And I think we're all going to be getting a little, a little, um, what's the word? I think we're all going to be getting to know them better in the next few months as life changes and has us questioning our reality as we know it. Anyway, until next time, thank you so much for joining me today. Bye for now.